25th episode of Once Around the World, normally with Karina and Mackenzie. However, this week you will just have me, Mackenzie, as Karina is getting settled in Shanghai, where she has just arrived a few hours ago. Really exciting. And on our end, it's exciting too because though I'll miss Karina, I have the lovely Joe and Karnashin to share with you all today. She is otherwise known online on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, almost everywhere as GoFit Joe. She has been named one of the top 20 new health and wellness role models by Ariana Huffington and Thrive Global. And personally, I will say that for me, she is even higher up on that list and that is because she is a force in so many important areas that I believe are important to talk about like body image, like spirituality, like overwhelm and overwork and imperfect relationships and just being really real and honest about who we are, what we are capable of knowing that we can do what we want, but also knowing that it takes time. So anyway, we are going to dive into a ton of different things today, but I wanted to share that with you guys and just let you know that you're in for a treat and Karina will be back next weekend when we will catch up on all things China, travel, and probably London as I will be there in a matter of four days now. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode with Joe and Karnashin. Well, I want to thank you so much again for joining us. Can't wait to dive more into you because I feel like I already follow you. And I don't know if the listeners do yet or not, but you are such a treat. Like, I'm so, you do so many things so wonderfully and so powerfully and impactfully for women that. I'm just like, like have like chills like that. I can talk to you. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, why don't we start out? Because I feel like in this day and age of like multi-hyphenate careers, um, it's always helpful just to have the guest introduce themselves because I love to hear how you describe yourself. Yeah. Um, so my name is Joe, uh, well, my name is Joanna Karnashan, and most people call me Joe. Um, I have a health and wellness blog called Go Fit Joe, and um, I do social media influencer work. But primarily, my biggest goal is to, um, or my biggest focus, I should say, is empowering women to redefine health, wellness, beauty, and love. Um, this is what I do through my work, not only through my Instagram and the messages that I share, but also the one-on-one work that I do with the women that I coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's so it's, you do it so beautifully, like clearly um, I mentioned before that, you know, you've been like cited as like top 20 health and wellness role models, but like for me on my end, I'm like, she's even higher than that because Aww. it's just all these like areas that mean so much like um, to women that aren't always talked about, like, you know, yeah. difficulties in relationships or, body image or even just like reality of life period yeah yeah that yeah. you touch on in such a real way that's like direct yet compassionate so that's mm. it's such an interesting way that you you just are I think that's just who you are probably as a person yeah yeah I think I'd, I'd like to think that for sure I mean it's funny that you say I'm direct and compassionate the compassion has definitely come through age <laughs> the directness has always been there I remember growing up and people were like you're so blunt and I'm like I'm sorry I just call it out as it is but when I see it you know <laughs> I love it I love it so I'd love to hear a little bit about um, like if you could like paint us the picture of where you were before GoFidJo when what prompted you to start the page, like that turning point in your life? Yeah. Um, so I always like tell people GoFidJo started off with a hashtag. 
Um, it was never intentional for me to build a brand or even an Instagram or a blog out of it. Um, I, at the time um, when I started my health and wellness journey, I was dealing with about 18 months to two years worth of depression mm -hmm. um, and anxiety. And I was about 28, 29 as I was going through this. And I've battled through anxiety and depression all my life. Um, all started from when I was 15 years old, when I attempted suicide after a sexual uh, trauma that I experienced. I was raped at 15. And so my life has just been kind of a culmination of painful stories that I've found ways to turn into power. Um, and so when I, when I was experiencing depression again as an adult, um, I remember there were moments in, that I was like so overwhelmed with life crying in my closet. My two daughters were downstairs in my living room. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why can I not find joy in all these beautiful things that like I have in my life, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like on, on paper to everybody, like I had everything. I had a great career at a startup. I had an amazing partnership with a great husband, two young daughters that are beautiful, healthy and well, like none of us were like ill with anything. We had a roof over our head, like things are going well. Yeah. And um, what I had realized was I, you know, just was unhappy with the woman I was becoming because I wasn't taking care of myself mm -hmm. and I wasn't putting myself first. And I was trying so hard to please everybody and to be everything to everybody and reach like every freaking standard that's out there mm. that you're supposed to supposedly expected to reach. And it was just driving me to the ground. And um, I didn't want to go on antidepressants. That was definitely a huge part of my story of just mm. like, God, like, I don't want to be back there. I remember how it felt like to be numb to my emotions and to my feelings and to the connection yeah. of people. And I just, I did not want to feel that, especially with two girls yeah. around me. And it was one day that my daughter Iris and I, she was nine at the time. She's actually now going to be turning 15 soon. Um, we were getting ready and she looked at me and she was like, mom, you're so beautiful. And I quickly turned at her just like the way that girlfriends would look at each other in the, in the, you know, dressing room. And yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm ugly and fat. And I just, I, not, I like the look on her face when I said that was when I will never forget because that was the moment when I realized, oh shit, I'm unhappy with myself. Yeah. Like this has nothing to do with how I look. This has everything to do with how I feel. And I can't even, I can't even like accept a compliment from my daughter. That's just so pure, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that was the turning point. That's when I realized like, okay, you know what, Joe, you have to, you have to figure your shit out. You have to um, get really vulnerable with yourself and figuring out, like figure out what it is. And um, because I didn't want to go on antidepressants and because mm -hmm. there were so many articles about eating well and exercising being like this, like great thing for your mental health. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give that a shot. Mm -hmm. um, and I hadn't exercised since sophomore year high school consistently. Mm -hmm. So this definitely was a new thing for a 29 year old to be embarking on. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <clears throat> Did you realize, was it one of those moments when you had that kind of snap reaction? Was it almost instantaneous after that that you were like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? Yeah, for sure. Because she looked at me and it was like this look that you like took away truth from a young kid. Oh, and you're yeah. just like, oh my God, I just told you like Santa Claus did not exist and you still believed in that. You know, like it was like yeah. one of those like, like, like she sees me as a, as her queen. Right. Yeah. And I just like told her, like, I'm totally not that, you know, in yeah. a way that just like it, it came out as my honest truth because that's what I knew, you right. know? And, yeah. um, I think, I think the reason why I like hit myself for so long was because, you know, society tells you all these mixed messages. You have a baby, of course, your body's going to change Wait, You shouldn't be like unhappy with like, your life because it's so great and like why you know you know you shouldn't you shouldn't be displeased with how you are right now and it was like well why can't i yeah. i can be displeased with how i am and still want to change and that's perfectly okay you know yeah. so um yeah it was definitely an aha moment and and that was also one of those realizations of damn if i am talking like this around my daughters or if this is how i see myself around my daughters how are they going to see themselves in the mirror mm -hmm. what is my reflection of my body image going to do with their perception of their own body and their own imperfections and that it was just something i did not want them to experience wow but it's very like i'm thinking because like sometimes when you're in those head spaces 
to be so self-aware is also not that common. Like sometimes when you're just really in like the trenches, like it's hard to see anything beyond what you're going through. So probably because it was your daughter, it's something different, but yeah, yeah. But that's, I mean, it's, it shows, I mean, to me, you're like, you really do have this strength. So it's like, if even in those moments, like you still had that, that awareness and that strength to be like, I need to make a change. Was it right away that you started to, um, I mean, I don't know how you went exactly about making your change. I do know that you switched jobs at one point. Yeah, it was, um, it was about two weeks later after that moment when I started, when I was like, I was, I, after that moment, I was like, you know, asking friends about you know, getting on this health journey, I saw people, um, I saw a couple of friends of mine have incredible transformations and they looked happy, right? Like they, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have this like picture of somebody who is out of shape. And I mean, this is what we see all the time in before and after pictures, right? Like you okay. see an unhappy person who's out of shape, be a lean person and you're like, oh my God, that version is like happier. And so, you know, I, I chased that version for some time. Um, and I thought like being leaner would like make me happy, like truly happy. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I kind of embarked on with this kind of journey. And so, yeah, two weeks after that moment is when I started my like fitness journey. And it was incredible. It taught me so many things about myself, about my own inner strength, about perseverance, about not giving up, mm -hmm. about like having a goal and like, hyper-focusing on something that, like, yeah. for me at that time was, like, super important. And um, although I was, like, you know, really focused on making sure my mental health was at, at a really great place, like, the physical benefits were, were amazing, but they weren't the first things I was going for, you know? I was, like, this is making me happy. I feel good. I'm not eating junk. I'm not, you know, I'm doing something good for my body. And, um, I think about like 2016 was when um, I was laid off of my corporate role, mm -hmm. and um, that was an that was an interesting moment because my blog had launched. So I like launched GoFit Joe I think in 2014, mostly because I was sharing my fitness journey on like my personal Instagram account, and people were like, "Can you start like a separate account? Like, do you really think I don't have the time? I have like kids, oh, I have a full time yeah. job." I do not have time to manage another account. And then I was like, ah, crap, I'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so I did. And that's when like the GoFit Joe account started. And then because I like write long form captions, because yeah. Instagram to me was like mini journaling, yeah. um, people were encouraging me to start a blog. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to start a blog. But I also wanted a passion project that mm. was outside of my work, outside of um, exercise and um, you know, like it, it, writing to me was one of those things that helped heal my first um, bout of depression when I was really young after my mm -hmm. suicide attempt. And um, it allowed me to kind of get back into my heart again. Yeah. And so I launched the blog for that um, purpose and for that reason. And to like dive, dive deeper into some of these topics that like might be a little bit too edgy on Instagram, you know? Yeah. Wow. So you just started putting it out there right away. Almost like I did. I really did. <laughs> it's so I mean, it's it's quite fearless because it's so personal, everything mm -hmm. that you were going through mm -hmm. and to just put it out there for people to respond. Now, was it your personal community that you were um, started with or were they just people on Instagram that you'd connected with? It started off as my personal community. Um, mm -hmm. The biggest thing is when I came I guess like when I came out of the closet, <laughs> when, yeah, I no, them, totally. <laughs> when, when, people, when I told, when I expressed to people publicly, like, and I did it on Instagram, cause I was like, you know what, I've got so many friends from so many different friend circles that love me and care for me. But I also don't want to like have to explain that I was yeah. going through depression for about two years. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I had like kind of announced that, like, I'm going on this fitness journey, you're going to start seeing like meal prepping photos and, exercise photos and I'm probably going to be really annoying but the reason why I'm doing this is because I have been dealing with depression for the last 18 months to two years I have been unhappy with who I am I've been so overwhelmed I've stopped taking care of myself I'm just not happy with the version of myself that I see in the mirror and a lot of people were like we had no idea I hit yeah. it so well like I, I put it behind closed doors so well and I think it was the fact that I like stepped into vulnerability and stepped into just the arena, like Brene Brown always says, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just, I'm getting in the arena and like 
this is going to be my journey and you're coming along or not, but like, this is what I'm going on and I'm going to be very unapologetic about it. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's so wonderful. I mean, it's even scarier to me. I mean, more scary. I mean, braver, like it's, it could be a scarier, um, journey to go through if you're starting with your personal community because it's like those are the people that know you because so many people go on to platforms and they'll maybe start anonymously or like not necessarily with their own friends and family around them just because that's harder in a way like you said nobody knew what you were going through yeah and it's just like it's it's coming out of the closet I totally believe that that's a good description of yeah that whole whole journey so you'd um, at that point in time, you were like really into fitness and did you already leave? Um, so you were at, it, it's Visco, is that how you pronounce it? The, yeah, uh, it's Visco, yeah. 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 So you'd already left them at this point. You'd already gone on. No, so on? I was no. actually, I was doing my fitness journey during that point. Yeah. Um, and then I fell into like bodybuilding competing as well. Cause I was like, mm. well, you know, like here's a, I was able to complete 12 weeks, right? Like it's funny because a lot of fitness programs that we see out there is like a 12 week program. Mm. And, you know, I remember like when I started, I was like, you know what, I'm going to commit to 12 weeks. If this isn't, if this isn't going to help me feel better, then that's okay. At least I committed to try something new and try something different and we'll see where it goes. And so I committed to that 12 weeks and I realized I really loved it. You know, like I love what it did for me. I felt very energetic. I felt like I could take on the world. And then for me, it was like, what the hell is next? And so I decided to start bodybuilding, um, which was an interesting world. And I was still doing that while I was working full time. And Mm. my Instagram was starting to build as everything was kind of happening. And about like maybe two years into that is when I left Visco and took my blog full time. Um, That was a really scary moment because I was laid off. I had no plan B. I had Like I had no idea what was my next step, but I knew there was something about connecting women with my story that like, you know, my story, I feel like is not my own story. I feel like my story is very much so the story of so many women out there who Mm -hmm. are hiding like behind so much trauma and pain in the past and who are trying to find ways to discover happiness within themselves and discover happiness around the relationships around them. And so, um, you know, that that had been bubbling inside me, I think, from like 2016, uh, that, that entire year. So when I got laid off in October of 2016, I was like, this is my, my opportunity to go back to school mm-hmm. and to get my health and nutrition certification, because that's what I thought I wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I still continued the blog as I was going to school. And what I had realized when I started taking on clients as a health coach was that you know, like my clients would come to me to transform their lives, right? And transform their bodies. They thought transforming the body was going to transform their lives. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I had discovered was that a lot of the things that we talked about were never about nutrition, were never about moving their bodies. It was about how they're showing up in the relationships that they have, whether it's personal or professional, how they're showing up at, with the relationship that they have with themselves. And um, that's when it was like one of those like, wow, this work of wellness is not about like, it's not about the, the fucking quotes that we see on Instagram that like inspire and motivate us. It's not about the green juices that we see. It's like, it's so much more. It's how we show up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's how we put ourselves out there in the world to be brave enough to speak our authentic truth, even though it might hurt. So um that's kind of how that like journey evolved and um here i am today and i'm i'm so grateful that like the blog doing well i'm back in school again <laughs> which is crazy. Oh, yeah yeah um i'm getting my life coaching certification because i think one of the things i want to focus on or add to my focus is um uh like feminine wellness and helping women kind of go through their sexual trauma and their relationships and and find healing in all those areas too wow that sounds i mean this is so your path this is that's exactly where <laughs> the, like what an amazing journey that is because it sounds yeah. like you went through like the food thing and then you moved out i probably you're still healthy but in a yeah. different way yeah yeah did the bodybuilding ever come to be a point where it was just not good for you? Because I know that world can be a little difficult sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? It was, like I mentioned earlier, like I was, I, you know, I was chasing, I was chasing my aesthetic. 
I got to the point in my fitness journey where I was like, oh my God, this is so incredible. Like I could change my body composition. I had no idea that I could. And um, I became I became obsessed with fitness to the point where I would uh, cancel date nights with my husband. I would put my workouts before, you know, uh, I, I'd prioritize workouts before family time. And yes, mm -hmm. although I believe in self-care is important. I also believe that there's something called harmony or balance, like what people like to call. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of my energy was focused on my fitness to the point where I was, I wasn't, I was no longer compromising with my family. I was having them sacrifice and that wasn't fair. Um, yeah. And so the bodybuilding was about for two years and I took them through that. And, you know, I remember there were times where like my husband was like, you know, I miss I miss our nights where we'd go out and have like wine all night long and drink. But like mm -hmm. now you have to be in bed at eight because you have to do all your workouts in the morning before you start work. And it just mm -hmm. was like such an imbalanced lifestyle for me. And um, I also started to feel like when I would show my progress pictures that people were so much more focused on the physical transformation than they were on my message of like inner strength. Mm. And that's when I had to pull back as a content creator, as an influencer, because I was like, wait, you're not understanding here. Yes, I look good, but like I'm telling you I feel good. But clearly the message and the visual is not connecting because my actions aren't showing that either. Huh. So you were feeling, were you feeling like, um, like the, the health stuff, um, was helping or had you started to realize that you were getting too obsessive? Were you sharing? You probably we're having a hard time sharing that part too, right? Like th that it was getting a little intense. Yeah. I mean, I was like, so, I mean, I was competing. So I was so focused yeah. on competing and, yeah. and trying to like work on my body for the stage. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it wasn't until like my last show where my husband was like, I really miss you. Oh. Like, like you, not just the physical you, but like, the old like parts of the old you that still made you who you are oh. and you know that part yeah. was like heartbreaking to hear because it was like i was missing me too but i felt that i was creating a new version of me and i i couldn't i had to leave behind the old version of me and i missed that like i was such a foodie i would go on like restaurant adventures we would yeah. eat we love like michelin star restaurants i mean we're we're we'd like to spend money on food adventures if that's how we were yeah and you know we're big you know we live in napa so we love going to wine country and these were things that we sacrificed mm -hmm. the things that we fell in love together were becoming sacrifice were becoming sacrificed for my desire to like compete and my desire to have a certain body aesthetic that i felt mm -hmm. like i needed to have because my name was go fit joe interesting yeah that yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah yeah I think I mean somewhere along the line too I think there's that like idea that like if you're fixed if you're feeling better then maybe your old body was like a problem or like right and then and then there does become because I've been there too where it's like at first everything's good and you're just being healthier and then all of a sudden there's like a flip and it's almost like a fear of going back to where you were before yeah and like it gets a little distorted about yeah where, where it even was that you were before because obviously yeah. there were some parts of your life before that were so beautiful and right that's mm -hmm. what your husband missed and you probably didn't realize he missed until he told you. And, uh -huh. and so it must have been around then that you'd started to, I mean, and it makes so much sense to me now that you are going toward life um, coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. a, it was an incredible moment too. And I remember sharing it too mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I think like, I think what, what's hard sometimes for a person who's in the public figure, the public eye or an influencer, yeah. especially fitness, right? right? Especially fitness. I see this all the time. It's so sad to me and it's so disruptive, but like when a fitness influencer starts gaining weight or mm -hmm. their body starts changing, or maybe they had a life change such as a job loss or um, a marriage or a, a relationship ending, whatever, a child, like, yeah there's this like almost identity crisis that they go through because mm -hmm. they were so stuck and fixated on like, well, my audience knows me as this. And so shit, if I have to put focus on other parts of my life, they're no longer going to love me or they're no longer going to engage with me. And like, what if they don't connect with me anymore mm -hmm. because they connected with me as like 
somebody who is going on a weight loss journey or on a really, really like restrictive fitness journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you see it all the time when people battle through this. And I just was like, you know, like this is part of life though. Mm -hmm. Like if, if a priority of mine is to rebuild my marriage and to like focus on that because I, I spent so much more effort and energy into my fitness journey more than I did into my relationship journey. Then mm -hmm. I need to put that fitness journey on the back burner so that I could regain some energy and focus on my on my relationships because those relationships are so much more important to me than what my body looks like. Duh. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> like at the end of the day, that is gonna be so much more important to me. And yeah. I remember sharing like the before and after. And the before and after photo was like me being super lean and like me gaining a little bit more weight. Mm. Like 10 more pounds. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, this is the hardest picture to show because there's some shame in here, but also like there shouldn't be some shame in here because I had to pull myself back from something so that I could focus on another area in my life. Mm -hmm. And there's at, like for women who go through those moments, like there's no shame in that. No. And um, I think like one of the biggest messages I wanted people to take out of that was like life isn't linear, like all these messages and all these progress that we're supposed to learn, like it's not linear and yes, balance can happen, but balance can look different in so many different ways at different stages of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's so much um, distortion too on Instagram, with, like, especially with like what even um, health is. Right. There's like that idea that if you are, you know, a toothpick, then you're healthier. Mm -hmm. I think we're changing that message now slowly, but I mean, sometimes, oftentimes when people gain 10 pounds, they actually look better, like healthier or, and then there's that view of that's actually not like, that's actually not healthy, but really in terms of like the woman's shape. And I think you talk about things like this beautifully, especially with your like gorgeous um, nude photos. Um, like, it's so true that that's more... I mean, it's like what, what women are supposed to be. <laughs> right, right. Like their actual, like unrestricted selves, really. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Yes, I think, I think that's also the hardest part, right? Society restricts women so much to believe that they have to be something in order to be enough. Mm -hmm. And I think like there's a beauty in self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. There's a beauty in embracing like the flaws. And I'm not talking about the physical, but I'm also talking about the internal yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like the struggles. I'm talking about the fucking tears, like the yeah. moments where you feel like shit, like there's, you know, and when you're sitting in shit, cause life is shit at that moment, like yeah. <laughs> it's okay to sit yeah. in it and it's okay to not have it perfect. But like, it's so sad. I think that like, we are so, um, we're so drawn or so programmed to think, to compare ourselves with mm -hmm. everything else around us that it makes it so much more difficult for us what, what happiness means to us because we're not given the permission to do that yeah we're not being told hey you can you can actually define your happiness hey you can define what love looks like you can define what family looks like it's okay you know and um you know i know for like one of the struggles that i've been going through or not struggles but just the phase of my life is like me and my husband like we are you know we're going we're going through like a growth struggle mm -hmm. right now and it's a beautiful one because mm -hmm. we're learning and yeah. we're learning how to communicate and we've, you know, we're committed to like learn, but it's, it's hard. And I, and I see it all the time where women come up to me and, and DM me on Instagram and like, thank you so much for your vulnerability about sharing that like today you got in a fight with your husband because, <laughs> you know, like I got in a fight and I, I feel alone. Like, I don't know what to do. And I feel like I'm failing. Oh, and I'm like, oh, like this is like oh, my heart. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that's why it's so hard for me when like, we have these like perceptions that, you know, a failing relationship is one that's constantly arguing. And I'm like, well, it depends. What is the argument about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are you guys, what are you guys arguing about? And, and it's not about the arguing. It's the, how are you guys recovering after? How are you guys like making sense of what you're arguing about? Yeah. That to me is healthy. That to me is successful. But if it's like, I don't know if it's if it's arguments of the same thing over and over again. It's just a cycle. That's when it yeah. can be a little challenging, you know. Totally, and I and I think you know arguing is actually a sign. Like you said, that you guys are working through it. You're committed because 
I mean, you could, you've seen, well, we've all seen those relationships where they just, uh, they're just two people living in a house because there's no arguing, but there's just nothing really. Oh my God. Yeah. And what's the point? And like, it, I think it's so much more, yes, argue and then talk, talk afterwards or take your time and then talk. And totally. Then, totally. So, I mean, that's great that you guys are, cause you're growing together. Like that's hard. It's hard it's enough hard. to grow on your own, let alone with right. someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned like, you know, it's like, hard to just like take time like you I know in your former job former life maybe it was a lot of like going 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 I don't know if you're still in that similar boat where it's just there's probably so much going on even still with school (laughs) having kids having a husband how do you um like do you take time just for yourself now just to like be in be in your life and or to step outside and like reflect on your life yeah for sure um i still i still maintain a pretty similar routine as what i did when i was working in my corporate job Mm -hmm. um even though i'm working for myself and that took a couple of good like experiments to try to figure out what is working for me you know i think sometimes when you work for yourself or when you work from home um, you know, people have this perception that you have like the luxury of time because you work for yourself, yeah. right? Sorry, I just spat on this. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I feel like you work 24 seven when you work for yourself, like yeah. it doesn't stop. And then totally. when you're building your own personal brand, like it's like, oh my God, like I need 36 hours in the day rather than 24, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I went through a lot of like periods of, of experimenting of like, okay, well, do I want to work out today? Do I not want to work out today? Well, you know what? I'll work out later. Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay. What I've realized from my fitness journey is that exercise is definitely a high priority for me and it helps to clear space in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, regardless of like what I do as far as a form of exercise, like I need at least an hour a day of of just away time from my household Mm -hmm. and my computer and all that to just focus on me. So sometimes that's like weight training for me. Sometimes that's like soul cycle or a cardio session or whatever, but I just need that like 45 minutes to an hour to just be away at least five days a week in terms of mm. that. So I realize that that is something that's a priority for me. Um, I'm still pretty much on the go. I work roughly about from nine to like, or 10-ish to maybe about like five. I, I try to stop by five or six. There have wow. been some times yeah. that I stop at like seven and then I'll still like dive on on like, you know, Instagram because part of my job is also connecting with my community and making yeah. sure that they're being served um, as well, you know? And, and I love being able to like connect with my community. I love the DMs that I get and I love the conversations that we have when it's like so raw and so deep. They mm-hmm. they, re- they really, like they nourish me. So I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, my husband and I, we shoot like my brand projects. He's my photographer for a lot oh, of the wow. things that I shoot. So we get an opportunity to still work together, which is amazing. That's so um, great, yeah. Yeah, so it's good that we still have that like connection and, you know, like, I still get my girls, but in terms of like taking a step back to like, really look at my life. um, I do take some breaks. I mean, there are some times where I'm completely disconnected from Instagram for a good period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, a good period of time is like one or two days. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's 48 whole hours. Right. It's still a lot. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I think like in terms of like a self care or taking time for myself, Sometimes what that looks like for me is like just sitting in my chair at home away from any form of like information that's coming at me and any form of like data that's coming at me, whether that's like people who's trying to talk to me here at home or like, you know, Instagram or like the internet. Like I just need to like be completely disconnected for a little bit. And that sometimes is is the self-care practice that really helps to ground me. Um, and lately, lately, connection with people. Um, I've been really getting nourished by being around um, incredible friends and my partner, like my husband has been just like an amazing best friend to like sit and shoot the shit with lately. So um, yeah, it's great. I mean, despite some of like the the growth struggles, like we're also, we've never been this close either. And um, it's great to be able to sit with a good friend and open up a bottle of wine and like just talk and like not talk about anything that's relating to like business or life or 
problems to just fall free and free fall, yeah. you know, I think is a, yeah. a beautiful thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's great. Do you, I mean, I think you've talked about it before, but do you have any like, well, I've heard you say two, a, a few um, different things probably at different times in your life. So you can set me straight on where you are now. Yeah. But I've, I've heard you say that, um, you know, like the sort of metaphysical world in the past has mm-hmm. been something for you that you were just like, what is that? Like you mm-hmm. called people out on that, which I find hilarious mm-hmm. and just like very direct and funny. And then I've also heard that you've tried other things. Um, well, I've seen on your blog, crystals and meditation. And, yeah. and then I also, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, but I heard you also did something called an Akashic reading. Yes. <laughs> okay, I have no idea. I can't. I, I'm not sure where you are right now and your thoughts with all this. No, we could love totally to thought, let's, let's dive into that. Cool. Um, <laughs> I grew up Catholic, uh, and as a as a Filipino American growing up Catholic, you know, and, and for anybody who's grown up Catholic or in a religious state, um, it's it's interesting to have this this sense of spirituality, and um, then also this like religious belief system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like one of the things that I remember being a young girl and a teenager was like religion made no sense to me, at least the Catholic religion that I was in, because they talked about being loving and forgiving, but like the people in that religion was so judgmental. And I was like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, like how, how does this, how is, how is this connected to your belief? You know, like I yeah. just don't get it. Um, and then I remember going to college and one of the first classes that I took was like Asian American or no Asian history because I was like oh, one of the cool. one of the things that I'd realized too was that I had no idea what my own Filipino heritage was mm. and I had no idea what my background was mostly because my parents had no idea what their true upbringing was they knew what uh, their Filipino upbringing was because of colonization and religion right, right. yeah but like they don't know the richness of the Filipino culture. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you were learning. What did you, I I love, like, I wish I was Asian. I love the Asian culture. So like, I am obsessed with you. Like I just, yeah. what did you, did, were there things that like jumped out to you when you were learning about your culture? The biggest thing that jumped out to me was about religion because at that time I was yeah. so confused about the, the concept of religion Yeah. and I was so confused about it because you know, people were supposed to, like, there were supposed to be these, like, rules or, you know, traditions, so to speak, within religion that was supposed to be our guideposts. But people were living also outside those guideposts. Mm-hmm. And then they were talking about love and respecting each other. Yet I would see, like, so much judgment or shit talk or, like, just, it just didn't align. Like, what yeah. their belief system said they believed in didn't align with, like, some of the actions or the words they heard. So I just was like, I don't understand this. Mm. Um, and so when I read about like Buddhism and, um, all the different, like all the other different Asian religions, and there's so many that Mm -hmm. happened prior to colonization, I was just like, wow, all of that makes more sense to me. Hinduism, Buddhism, um, all of those, like the, the idea that like, we are one, Mm -hmm. that we are like, that a plant is, is connected spiritually to us as humans. I was like, that right there makes more sense, you know? Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I love that. That's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and it was like hard cause it was also like, you know, uh, my upbringing as Catholic, like we never were taught about like the earth, right? Like how yeah. earth is supposed to be this life force, but like God is supposed to be this life force. And I do believe that there is a higher being definitely mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also believe there is a connective spiritual energy with the earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're here for a reason, you know? And yeah. so, um, when I got into crystals, yes, I called my own bullshit out on that. Cause I was like, okay, <laughs> here I am diving into this. And at first I was diving into it cause it's pretty, you know, like they're so pretty. Oh yeah, um, they are, but yeah, they are, they're, they're gorgeous. And, mm-hmm. um, I remember like getting attracted to them and I remember like reading somewhere where it said, um, you know, to know which, uh, crystal or, or stone is meant for you just feel for it right just like mm-hmm. feel for like the crystal of the stone it'll tell you what you need rather than like looking at the meaning of it and like the purpose yeah. of it yeah and so i remember i was going through like transition with my job um leaving my job or having to start this new journey was very hard for me i was i'm, I'm the breadwinner in my household 
and um, leaving a six-figure salary to pursue something that I had no idea how to even build or start or create was like terrifying because that's not my livelihood. That's my family's livelihood, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so um, I remember going to the crystal shop and I was so attracted to the smoky quartz yeah. I oh, just it's loved so beautiful. It. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Oh and then I, I looked at the card and I read the meaning and I was like, damn, the universe is good. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like supposed to provide me clarity in this moment of fog and like this like moment of anxiety and this moment of depression. And I was just like, mm, how does this know that? Right. Yeah. And so like, I remember just kind of adding more and more to like, like my spiritual journey of, of that kind of a thing. And um, getting into Palo Santo and Sage, mostly because mm-hmm. I love the sense of it. Me first. too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so much. I was reading that on your blog and I was like, yes. Like, and, <laughs> and like when you were like going in and like, I think you found crystals through looking for Sage or something like yep. that. That could be yep. wrong, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, oh. I just wanted to like, I just wanted a nice scent in the house that was like neutral and like my husband has like allergies. So I was like, let me just find something that works for us. I'm like, this is great. This is grounding. This is like earthy, but like not too feminine, whatever. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you read that it cleanses the energy, I mean, it really does. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it really, really does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, like I got, um, soul readings and energy readings. And at first I was like, I don't know how much of this is true. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can't, like, this isn't, this isn't real. Um, and when I got my Akashic soul reading and I've gotten that, excuse me, I've gotten that done twice. Oh, um, yeah. They were so on point and they helped me understand like why I am the way that I am because there is something about us innately and intuitively that is just part of our DNA blueprint. Mm-hmm. And nothing that you do can change that. Nothing you can ever do. Um, how you mentioned earlier that I do things out of compassion and so much love. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up in a abusive household as well. And I look, I have gone through so much pain in my life, but mm-hmm. like I, I can look at all those like painful people and experiences and like, I have so much compassion because I'm like, they didn't know any better. Not that, mm-hmm. not that what they did wasn't right, but like the abuse that I experienced in my upbringing was because all they knew growing up was abuse or discipline with like physical force. Okay. That was it, you know, in that upbringing yeah. in the Philippines. And um, when I was getting disciplined in that manner, but it was like pretty aggressive, it was like, well, like not that it didn't hurt me or like tra- traumatize me, it still did. But I also was able to see, like, you had no idea either. You had no other way of knowing how to navigate a a conflict Mm -hmm. with your child because this is how you were brought up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's huge. Like, that's – I mean, for you to get there – that's maybe you're just naturally that kind of person to even see well, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because my, with my Akashic soul reading, have you gotten one before? No, but like, I'm so interested. Like I, like I actually just started looking it up. Like if, like, it's really coincidental, like just yeah. like a week or two ago. And then I saw okay. that you did. And then I didn't even get a chance to read or listen to everything that you and your, the women who did it Charmaine. for you. Yeah. 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 Charmaine. Yeah. So she um, explained to me that like my soul is from this soul group called Hadarian mm-hmm. or like it's from planet Hadar and um, people who are from that planet are people who just like love freely and who like give love, receive love. When they don't receive love, they feel like they're about to die. When people just don't understand just loving one another, they have a hard time with it. Like she just was explaining these things and I was like bawling in tears because I was like, Mm. this makes so much sense as to why like I am the way that I am and why I get frustrated when things don't, when people just don't see love out of these like scenarios, Yeah, you know, and can see the love out of the scenarios or could see the love within them within themselves in these scenarios because mm. it's it's heartbreaking for me you know and yeah. um it was just interesting when she told me that and then she also told me that my energy center was divine love and manifestation mm. and i was like oh okay that that's interesting because every single time i say something it kind of manifests and it may not manifest in the way I imagine it, but it does mm-hmm. manifest itself. And so when she told me that I have a power of manifestation, I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's why that happens the way that it happens. And, yeah. 
it, yeah. it just made more sense. And she told me about my life lesson, which was deserving. And like, that was interesting to me because I have always grown up feeling like I either don't deserve love mm -hmm. or that I'm undeserving of like help, love. And, and part of that is like, I have a hard time receiving it because I don't believe I deserve it. Mm. You think that comes from the difficult, probably the difficult childhood that you had? I think so. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think, I think it's part of that because I've had to grow up strong for myself. Right. You know, yeah. and I've had to grow up um, learning a lot of the tools and learning how to be emotionally capable on my own mm -hmm. um, without the help of my parents and without the help of my siblings, mostly because they didn't have emotional tools for themselves either. And right. that's OK. You know, that's not a problem. It's just that um, they didn't have it. That's totally fine. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but because of that, I think like I've had to do things so much on my own that it was like, oh, people want to help me. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you're strong. I guess you can become strong to a fault sometimes. Like you, oh, for sure. If you're not aware of the fact that maybe you're not receptive, but it sounds like you're super aware, but maybe this is all the work that you're doing and have done in the yeah, past. Yeah. I mean, it's a life lesson. It's a lesson I think I'm learning in the last like year and a half right now is learning that I am deserving of love. And that's, it has been very difficult. Mm. Um, it's brought up like, like when, when loved ones have offered help, it's brought up some trauma for me mm. um, or like PTSD. And it's been also very beautiful to experience that PTSD and then go through the trauma and recognize, oh shit, the reason why I have a hard time asking for help is because of all the stories that I've been either told about receiving help mm. when I was younger and all the fact that I didn't, I, I didn't have any help from loved ones when I was growing up, the type of help that I wanted and needed. Right, right. I was given help, but I wasn't given the help that I needed mm. as a person, as a soul. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been a beautiful lesson <laughs> of receiving, but also very difficult. <laughs> Oh my it's gosh, I bet. But how, I mean, incredible and like important is it that you're going through this now with your own daughter, daughters, Yeah, correct? Yes. There's two. Yes. Yeah, there's two. There's two beautiful queens. Oh, uh, hmm. no, that's so, that's so amazing. Cause just like what you said in the beginning, like when you're having a hard time, they see it, they absorb it, even if it, things aren't always explicitly said. So yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Well, I won't keep you too long, but I did just want to um, close up by asking you because we talked about like redefining your own happiness and I'm curious what you see or how you would define it for yourself right now, um, what it is to be happy or healthy even, or yeah. just having a good life. Yeah, I think um, ah, happiness. Happiness to me is living un unapologetically in your truth. Um, that's what happiness looks like to me. And, um, you know, I think it's also hard to live unapologetically in your truth because sometimes that comes with pain, yeah. but you know, when you're true to yourself, there's this sense of like liberation that you feel there's a sense of freedom and this weight that's lifted off your shoulders because you can understand your boundaries. You understand what hurts you. You understand what does not serve you. Mm -hmm. You understand where you can give and where you can take. Um, and it's not like an unapologetic unapologetic sense where you just trample on everybody. No, that's right. not what it is. It's, it's, it's being able to say, this is my truth. And I am flexible to negotiate what your truth is too. And I'm open to hearing that. But this is where I stand as well. And I'm open to receive. So I think... I think that's, that's like to me happiness because you live in peace with mm. things, you know, mm -hmm. like the, the pain no longer, pain no longer necessarily defines you as a person. Yeah. Um, you can accept that the pain was there and had a purpose. And it's all about how you make meaning from those moments in life, you know, whatever that might look like, especially if it's in a fitness journey. I think, I think mm. a lot of times when people get on this health journey, they, they discover pieces of themselves that they didn't realize they would discover. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so about true. getting curious yeah. with it, you know? So, and health to me, like health to I me. I was just going to say, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> health, health to me is a feeling, you know, health is health to me is a feeling of clarity and um, it's a feeling of being alive and well and growing and just like any kind of growth, there's going to be growing pains, but it's also that like 
fuck yeah, I'm going to accept these growing pains because it's part of my happiness. It's part of me growing into this like thing that I have no idea what it's supposed to look like at the end, but I'm growing and I'm going to get there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is so beautiful. Okay. Well, what, just to close things off then, how about you just tell everyone where they can find you on the internet or elsewhere? Yeah. I'm everywhere on social on all things social media at GoFitJo. That's G-O-F-I-T-J-O. And then you can find me on my blog at www.gofitjo.com. Oh my gosh, lovely. And it is a beautiful blog with mm, thank you. so many thank you. incredible posts. So I have just been in like the GoFitJo world lately. Oh, thank you. It's a beautiful one and an inspiring one. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Really. You're so welcome. Okay, well, I will sign off here, but um, I will be sure to keep in touch with you with everything. And oh my god, thank you! And yeah, I will be in touch via email. But again, thank awesome. you. You're so You're lovely. So so welcome. Thank you so much for this amazing conversation. Of course, thank you. And that's our show this week. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. How incredibly inspiring was Joe? I just feel so honored that I got that opportunity to chat with her and I'm so glad that I can share her with you guys. So I hope that you do take the opportunity to reach out to Joe. Again, that's at GoFitJoe on almost all the social media platforms or GoFitJoe.com. So reach out to her, let her know that you listen to her on Once Around the World. And if you want to reach out to Karina or myself or just join in on any of the conversations, Um, under our big branches, spirituality, finding your path, being different or unique, um, definitely feel free to message myself, Mackenzie, at MacBelcastro on Instagram, or Karina, who will again be back next weekend, thank God. Karina, I already miss you. She is at ByKarinaYoung on Instagram, and Further, if you have the interest in keeping conversations going with our group, we have that on Facebook. It's called the Once Around the World Community. So click that join. We have one little question for you that we will unwrap and then accept, and then you can join our group. And finally, if you feel so inspired to leave us a rating or review, that would be so, so appreciated. Um, It always helps in terms of visibility. And again, we're not the best at promoting this, but we would just really appreciate it. Again, if you feel so inspired, no pressure. But if you do, feel free to send us a screenshot um, or anything else of you watching the episode, giving us a review, um, any way that we can stay in contact really after this is so incredible for both Karina and I and in this community conversation is everything to us and we are so grateful for you for listening so we will chat with you next weekend and I hope you have a beautiful week okay guys bye.